Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. That's what I'm saying. Like, do I do I do I expound on something and keep it up that we might have missed? Because it's I talked for 50 minutes. So like, do I do keep it up again because we didn't get it all, or do I just go to something new? Because, you know, what I mean, some people be like, I got it, I heard keep it up, but still, like, the words of the Bible have not changed in 2,000 years. Because <laughs> you need to keep hearing the same thing. So just pray with me on that, y'all. Just, you know. Up, up. I want to preach above the influence. Above the influence. Now, this is a campaign that they use for cigarette smokers uh, to not be influenced or trapped or addicted to smoking cigarettes. And I think a major weakness for mankind is the fact that we can get addicted to things. That's a weakness to us. We can actually be controlled by an influence. That's a weakness. Um, and God is trying to always have us in a place of authority. Understand that when God deals with you and if he asks you to make adjustments and stuff like that, it's so that you will always remain in authority. So you will always remain the governor and the manager of your lives and your soul. He, won't, he doesn't want you out of control, which is why he says, be not drunk with wine. Turn up. Enjoy your little wine at your parties or whatever, but don't be drunk with it because then you're out of control. You're out of control. I don't like you out of control. Enjoy your night. Enjoy your birthday. Enjoy whatever. But don't lose control. You're supposed to always be in authority. You're supposed to always be sober enough to make wise decisions. You should always be, are you hearing what I'm saying? You should always be capable of sound choices and decisions. Otherwise, decisions will be made for you uh, and you'll turn out worse than you intended. So living a life, the come up, the come up is a life that is above the influence. The come up is actually a realm. It's a realm that's above the influence. The Lord told me, he says, uh, I have reserved, God has reserved fulfillment and complete satisfaction. He's reserved that exclusively for the, for the life that's in him. I'm going to say that again. God has reserved fulfillment and complete satisfaction exclusively for the lives that are in him. In other words, anything outside of God, you will not be fulfilled and you will not be completely satisfied. I always go to the woman at the well. He said, if you drink of my water, you'll never thirst again. He didn't say it'll be so good you'll keep coming back here. Yeah. See, some of us take hits, whether it's drugs, whether it's sex, whether it's drinking, whether it's whatever high we get. We, 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 we take those hits and we can't, it was so good, we can't wait for the next one. And we call that fulfillment. No, fulfillment is taking one hit for the rest of your life. Jesus said, take this drink of my well and you'll never thirst again. You'll forever be fulfilled. I want perpetual fulfillment. I don't want highs and lows and peaks and valleys. I don't want that. I want consistency. I want my joy to be sustained. Does anybody want your joy to be sustained? See, that's what we do. We live from hit to hit. We live from hit to hit, which is why we come in here like, we, like our lives have hit reset every Sunday. You're at the same place you were last Sunday, 
because your joy is not sustained. Your wisdom is not sustained. Your excitement is not sustained. Not even one week. Some of us, not even one day. By Monday, you're like, ugh. But keep it up, it's gone. You understand what I'm saying? I'm ready for the things of God to be sustained in my life. Are y'all ready? <laughs> influence, 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 momentum, energy, current, everything going one way, you got to go too. If everybody's doing this, it, kind of like you don't want to miss it, so you're just forced, forced to do it too. You don't have to do what everybody else is doing. That's a revelation right there for some people. Do you know that? You don't have to do what your family has always done. This is a revelation right here. I am stubborn. Just because your grandma always did it and your mom always did it don't make you have to do the same thing. You don't have to do what everybody has done, even if it worked. You have to do what God is telling you to do, which could be totally different than your family tradition, than your family. It could be totally different. So we don't live under influence because there's a way, the Bible says, that seemeth right to man. There's a way. That seems right to man, but the end thereof are the what? The ways of death. Do y'all see that? So there's a way that seems right to man. Listen, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Ways of death. I like that. It's not death itself, but it's the ways of death. Father, bless your word. Let it fall on good ground. It's the, the ways of death. In other words, the way, if you want to kill yourself, this is the way to do it. Worry. Worry seems right. I got to make sure it, don't, it seems right to man. I got to make sure this don't happen. I got to make, and my wife and I was talking, y'all. I'm sorry to say yo, excuse me. My wife and I, when we talk, I guess I say yo to her a lot. I got to change my vocabulary with you, sweetheart. Okay. But we friends too, so you know what I'm saying? Friends first, actually. Well, thank you, thank you. life of worry is not the life God intended. I want to say it like this. My wife is very careful. I want to make sure, I want to make sure, I want to make sure. I'm very careless at times. We'll be all right. Down by, down by, that's what I say all the time. Down by, that means don't worry about it. Okay. Down by, that's me all day. Down by, we good. Don't sweat it. It'll, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. That's, it will be all right. It'll be all right. <laughs> Those are two extremes, but we have to meet in the middle because God did not intend for us to work. That's not, a, that's not the life he wants us to have. He wants us to just live. You don't have to, you don't have to worry about not sinning every day. Let me make sure, uh -uh, don't call her back, don't, don't, don't sin, don't steal, don't be mad, don't be bit. Who wants to live a life of don'ts? That's not liberty and freedom. Make sure, oh, don't fall, don't sin, watch the curve. Okay, watch it right there. Don't, who wants to? No! No. God says live, and when it comes up, I'll step in. When it comes up, I'll give you the wisdom not to. You ain't got to worry about that all day, every day. When the situation arises, I'll give you the wisdom in that moment. Amen? Amen? I'm sorry, I don't know how God... But there's a way that seems right to men, but the end thereof are the ways of death. The scariest part about that whole thing, Lauren Hill said, uh, the, 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 the road to hell is paved with good intentions. The, the, the sad part about it is it seems right to us. It seems right. It seems right. But there's only one right, and he is God. So if you don't know God's perspective on the way that you're living, you could be living the ways of death and not know it. Isn't that crazy? 
and not know it. You could be killing yourselves and not knowing it. So it, 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 it behooves us to know the mind of God on the situations that we're in. Jesus said to him, he says, look, uh, uh, what, what, what people do this to make themselves look good in front of people. But God knows what's really in your hearts. The things that are important to people are worth nothing to God. The first scripture at the top. The things that are important to people are worth nothing to God. I know it looked like that. It is. The things that are important to people are worth nothing to God. Do you hear that? Do you hear that? You know, your gra you know grandma wants you here for Thanksgiving, but I can't afford to come. But you know it's important to grandma. It's important to grandma that we're all in place for Thanksgiving. You know how we do every year. I, I really can't afford it this year. It's important. It can mean nothing to God. So the pressure of family can supersede God's will for your life. Because it's important to people. Stop fulfilling people's importance. And fulfill what's important to God. We said, I want to make you smile. I want to please you. Let's stop fulfilling what's important to God and not what's important to people. Because if you get favor with God, he'll give you favor with man. I'm going to say that one more time. If you gain favor with God, he'll give you favor with man. So there's certain things that are just very, very, very important to people, but it means nothing to God. What is highly valued by people is deeply offensive to God. Highly valued by people. I, I, I said it Wednesday how, how people have the luxury, the luxury of complaining. The luxury of complaining, like, wow. There's a show called Snatched, I think. Snatched. Where they remove every, someone's belongings. They take his clothes, they take his toothbrush, they take everything, and they put him in the house, and every week or every day he can ask for one item. Like, today I want my toothbrush. I mean, my teeth is really bad. Today I need deodorant, Rhonda. Like, they give you your bare essentials as, as you ask for it. So they strip this one guy down to nothing. They said, okay, the week has passed. What would you like this week? His body stunk. His teeth was just all messed up. His hair wasn't groomed or anything like that. He didn't ask for a comb, a brush, a tube. He said, the first item I would like is my cell phone. Because I cannot take not being in communication with anybody. Now, most of us are down our head like, yeah, I understand that. Yeah, yeah. But, but we, had, we had that luxury, like, things are so good that he didn't even ask for food. You had to ask for food. He didn't even ask for food. He didn't ask for any of the bare essentials. But we have so much, God is so good to us that we can conjure up the energy to complain. I said on Wednesday, in Africa, certain places in Africa or even the United States, guys, there are people who do not eat at all whose bellies are swollen for lack of eating, not for being full, who have flies flying on their faces and you see them on camera and you're, they're not even swatting the flies. Who has energy to swat flies? And I don't know when I'm going to eat. And if I do know when, I don't know what. Who has energy to, fly, to, to, to swat flies? Who has energy to say, why you ain't calling me back? You got the luxury to be offended. You mad somebody ain't calling you back like legit mad? Oh, life is good for you. Life has to be great for your whole day to be messed up because he ain't called you back. That's a luxury. 
cares about? Are you kidding me? Like all of your needs are supplied to the point, point where you can be bitter. And we use that energy and that grace space to be offended. Instead of saying, God, you're good anyway. There's some things I want. There's some things I desire. But, man, you're so good to me. How can I get offended about anything? Let's not use that luxury to be bitter or offended. What society calls monumental, God sees through it and calls it monstrous. They do it to make themselves look good. The, the first scripture. You do it to make yourselves look good. So what's important to God to people is worth nothing to God. It's not even really important to them. They just want to look good. The things that people post, nine times out of ten, ain't really important to them, but they know they look good. It'll look good if I did that. Most people just want to look good. It's called the pride of life. That's all that's in the world. The lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and what? Say it again. The what? The pride of life. So don't do things just to look good because that's not important to God. I'd rather you be good than look good. Tell your neighbor, I'd rather you be good than just look good. So be careful of popular opinion. I said it this week. Popular opinion is the same voice that screamed, crucify him. Be careful when you follow popular opinion because that's the same crowds that scream, crucify him and give us Barabbas. Be careful when you go along with the majority because the majority scream, crucify him. Mm, the majority will always crucify Jesus. If you go along with the majority, it'll always pull you away from Jesus. It'll always scream, lose him. When you go along with the crowd and society and all that, it will always cause you to crucify Christ. But understand this, that's important to people, but it's not important to God. He says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. I love this. My ways are not, what is it, declares the Lord. He says, for as the heavens are what? Higher. I love that. I'm going to keep saying that every time I come to the scripture. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways what? Higher than your what? Ways. And my thoughts higher. God's ways are not just different. They're higher. They're better. It's not, it's not, what is it called? What is the new thing now? What do they call it? It's not like a, 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 a man, I don't know what, the, what they call it now. Okay, I forgot. But it's not just another opinion. It's not just the other side of it. No, it's a higher perspective. It's a better way. And I love this because it says my ways are not your ways. We can all have the same intention. I want a better life. God is like, so do I. I want that for you. Okay, so let me go to a better life. If you do it your way, God is like, no, don't do it that way. You can have the right intentions. You can have the right goal. You can have the right purpose set before you. But even the ways should be governed by God. Because you could be mad at people. Get off me. I'm trying to please God. Yeah, that's your intention, but your way could be low. You can have low ways with high intentions. Did y'all hear what I just said? You can have lofty intentions with low ways. Woo, I love it. Don't clean my car with a toothbrush. That's what you clean your shoes with. But if you don't have any other tools, you'll try to do, to do everything the way you've been doing it. Never mind, never mind. Let me get off that subject. My ways are higher than your ways. So how do I live above the influence? This is going to be very elementary to some of you, but we all need, at some point in your life, 
You're going to be counting your dollars like one, two. You're going to be doing basic addition. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everything is not the advanced algebra and all that that we did last week. Some things are one, two. So sometimes you need to go back to the basics. Are y'all hearing me? This is how you live. Oh, gosh. Above the influence. You got to suit up. Suit up. Tell your neighbor, suit up. Suit up. Suit up. Suit up. This is how I live above the influence. I suit up. The Bible says, finally, my brethren, here we go, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Somebody say, put on. Put on the arm of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. The wiles is the, 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 the methods, the ways of the devil, okay? Put on the whole armor that you may be able. You're not even able to stand against the enemy without being suited up. Are you hearing me? You can't just go out to war with your street clothes on. You got to suit up because there's an enemy that knows exactly where to hit you. Did you there's an enemy that knows. The, the devil's been around for a long time. He pretty much understands humans by now. So you can't go out there just how you know. You got to be suited up. Oh, thank you for that. Put on the whole, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Then it says put on the whole armor of God. So it doesn't say put on the whole armor of God to get strong. It says be strong first and then put on the armor to protect your strength. Tell your neighbor, get strong, get strong, get strong. Do what you need to do to be strong in the Lord. That's first. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You can be weak, but he has might. And then put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against, I love this, the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not. Here we go. Here's the influence. Here's the influence. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. The influence is not the Kardashians. That's flesh and blood. Right? We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but what? Principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Mm. We talked about this before, and I'm not trying to bore you all, but principalities means, amongst other things, principalities means the origin of a thing, the principal thing, how a thing was introduced, how it started. So you're wrestling against how you were introduced to affection. You were probably introduced to affection in a perverted way. So now you're 20 and you're wrestling against that principality because you want real love, but the only love you ever experienced was perverted. So you're now an adult or becoming an adult wrestling this principality. You're wrestling trust. The person you trusted dropped you. So now you're trying to figure out, I want to trust this person, but I got to wrestle how I was introduced to trust. Are, are you understand what I'm saying? So you wrestle against principality and powers against rulers of the darkness of this world. Oh, man. Uh, mm -mm. Rulers of the darkness of this world. That's a, this, there, there, are, there are spirits committed to keeping the world dark. Confused is darkness. Wicked and evil is dark. There are rulers of darkness. There are people that are committed to keeping you confused. They rally around your mind, making sure you get no revelation, no insight, no encouragement, no inspiration. They're rulers of darkness in this world, right? Spiritual wickedness in what? High places. Now, this part got me. It says, we wrestle not. 
So it's not like a hit for hit fight. It's a it's like a struggle. It's a it's a toil. It's a you get tangled at times. When you're wrestling with something, it's not like boom, boom. It's not a hit for hit. And, and that's more deceiving because if it was hit for hit, you can recognize the hit because it hurts. You would, oh, this ain't for me. I'm leaving this relationship now. I'm if it was a hit, you'd be like, uh-uh, I'm out of here. That hurt. I, we know how to leave pain. But wrestling could feel like an embrace. Y'all miss what I just said. Y'all miss what I just said. If you're wrestling something, it can feel like comfort. It can feel like a hug. It can feel like it's holding you. But it's really squeezing the life. Woo. A boa constrictor doesn't hug any humans. They squeeze the life. Tell your neighbor, be careful what you hug. Careful what you embrace. You can be embracing the very viper that's sucking the life out of you. Wrestling is more deceiving than fighting, just boxing. Because I can recognize hits if we're boxing. I can't notice it if we're wrestling. It feels regular. It feels normal. It feels like love. I know. I know. Uh, oh, that thing is taking the life out of you. And you need, when you hug it too much like that, you need a ref to come in. You need a friend to say, hey. I thought we was cutting that out. You need a, you need a friend to say, break. Y'all ain't got no friends. You need a cousin to be like, uh-uh. You need a referee. You need the Holy Ghost to step in and say, excuse me. We're not getting tangled up with this habit no more. That was 2017. This year we're walking in freedom. This year we're walking in liberty. This year. Look at somebody say, break. Look at your friend and say, break. I'm not going to let you hug the enemy. I'm not going to let you think you're embracing what's wrestling you. It's not a hug. It's a fight. It's a fight. We're embracing these. I don't even want to say drugs. Right? We're embracing cocaine. We're embracing Hennessy. Ain't about those substances. Ain't about that's a mindset. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Don't hug what's trying to kill you. It's not an embrace. It's an attack. I want to say it again. I know he said he loved you. Never mind. Y'all had a great Valentine's Day. And oh my God, this might be forever. Some embraces. Some embraces are camouflaged attacks. Can you ask your neighbor now, are you hugging me or attacking me? Ooh, that's a good question for a friend. Are you, are you embracing me or wrestling me? Are you helping me or hurting me? Are you healing me or destroying me? Because sometimes it feels the same. I need a friend. I need a real friend in my life to let me know that's an enemy. That's not a friend. Where my friends at? Where my friends at? Where my real good friends at? The friends that ain't gonna let your friend hug a demon and oh man. Somebody hug your friend and say, I got you, I got you, I got you. Cause y'all just embrace your friend and say, I got you. I got you. I got you. 
Y'all ain't hugging. High five them or something. Say, I got you. I got you. This is what a hug feels like. This is not an attack. This is not a wrestle. This is an embrace right here. Let me show you what an embrace feels like. This is it. I'm not attacking you. I'm not destroying you. I'm not sifting your power. That's love. That's embrace. That's acceptance. That's God. Show your friend love this week so they won't fall for lust. I'm preaching right now. Show your loved one some love this week so they'll stop falling for lust. Not just lust, I mean just att demonic attacks in the form of embraces. Put on the whole armor of God. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Now it says, wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Went from put on to take on. Put on is something you can put off. To take on is like, almost like what actors do in Hollywood. They take on a character. Put on is different from take on. <laughs> you, you understand what I'm saying? When you put on something, everybody notices, oh, that's a nice jacket over the white shirt. But when you take on, they don't know what's not you. <laughs> Woo! When you take on the full armor, when you take on the ways of God, they don't, is that Jesus or Ty? So Satan says, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is that Jesus or Gerald, <laughs> like we don't know. Which one is it? When you take on, like, like when Denzel did Michael Max the movie, I was like, is that, did he rise from the, did... he did it so good and I never met Malcolm X, but I just felt like I did, because Denzel played such a great job. Actors take on their characters. It's very spiritual, they can't break out of it sometimes. When you take on, I want you to take on God so much that you can't break out of him. I need you to get on people's nerves like, all right, we're not in church. I didn't do it for church. I took on, G. I, I didn't do that for worship. I took on praise. Y'all quiet on this side. All right, we're not in church anymore. I know you thought I did that for church. No, it's who I am. Tell your neighbor, it's who I am. Praise is who I am. Worship is who I am. Living right is, is who I am. This ain't for the lights. I'll be right at Golden Corral like, thank you, Jesus. Can you give me the mashed potatoes, please? The mash. Ah, glory to God. Now, I'll, I'll do it. I'm being extra doing all that, but I'm just saying, don't be ashamed. It's who I am. It's not a put on, it's a take on. Good God Almighty. Tell your neighbor, I'm not putting on. I took it on. I can tell who took it on by how you are outside of the lights. Having done all to stand, stand. Put on the whole armor, take on you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Another translation says, uh, uh, take on the armor of God that you may be able to stand when the fight comes, and after the fight, you'll still be standing. Another translation, that's how they uh, translate it, having done all to stand. After the battle, you're still standing. When you have on the full armor of God, after the fight, you're the one victorious. 
Tell your neighbor, y'all going to preach a lot for me today. Well, I'm almost done, but tell your neighbor, neighbor, get ready to be the last one standing. Good God Almighty. Don't say another day, I can't stand you. Yes, I can. I can stand right here. You can be just as foolish as you want to be. You can be just as goofy as you want to be. I can take it. I can stand right here. I shall not be moved. I'm going to be the last one standing. After the sickness, I'm standing. After the bitterness, I'm standing. After the confusion, I'm standing. Still standing. (laughs) Still standing. Stand having your loins girded about with truth. We talked about that. Your loins girded about with truth like a belt. Tighten up the area uh, with truth. Your belt area. Your loins represent your cravings on your desires, your loins, your private parts, uh, and was placed on the, the hips, right? The belt, the hips, that's a place of balance. Right here, it's a place of balance. Shoulders, hips, <laughs> place of balance. I feel like dancing for some reason. It's a place of balance. So I balance my life with truth, not opinions. So you're doing too much of that. Do a little bit of this. Okay, I, I balance my life with truth. Not popular opinion or suggestions or posts or quotes. Balance your life with the truth. All right. It also means to tighten the band of moral and personal integrity. Moral integrity, personal integrity. Have your loins girded about with truth. Feelings are real, man. Feelings are real, but they're just not always true. Did y'all hear that? All right, the breastplate of righteousness, that means a, uh, having an upright heart. Having a right heart, we talked about last week, it protects your vitals when you have the breastplate of righteousness. Not just upright behavior, but an upright heart. Because you could do the wrong thing with the right heart. Can I tell y'all something that kind of, not confuses me, but I'm still studying? This is the side street. Man, that 10 minutes was, this clock is so big. 10 minutes! The Bible says Eve was deceived, but Adam was not. So that, and I know a lady said, I'm so, when I get to heaven, the first thing I'm doing is slapping Eve in the face. That's what y'all say when y'all, you know, you get your, your female visit every month. It's like, I, I'm going to slap Eve right in her teeth when I see her. <laughs> first of all, you ain't going to be thinking about that. Secondly, if you still are thinking about it, don't slap her. She was deceived. Slap Adam. He knew what he was doing. Isn't that crazy? You could do the right thing. You could do the right thing the wrong way. You could do the wrong thing with the right heart. That's what I'm saying. She saw the tree that it was good. Wow. Now, the Bible says the tree of the knowledge of good and evil but I heard a preacher say the part she partook of was the good part. She didn't see the evil and desire that. She saw the good and desired that. So she was deceived, but Adam was not. But when you put on the arm of God, you protect your heart, and your behavior and your heart line up with the will of God. Amen? I just want to give you all that really quick. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Have your feet ready to face everything without fear. Feet shod with the preparation of gospel of peace. I'm not nervous. I'm not anxious about anything. I'm peaceful. I walk into every situation with peace. 
I walk into every situation with peace. Whether it's turmoil, whether it's a storm, whether it's an office, whether it's a meeting, whether it's a promotion, whether it's a demotion, I'm walking into this space peacefully. Anybody ready to walk in with peace? Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you're able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with prayer and supplication. Here we go. Here we go. Watching there unto all things, the preservation of the preservation of the saints. I'm, I'm trying to get to this point. Helmet of salvation is the most important thing. Most of your senses are there. Sight, sound, smell, taste, all in this area where your helmet is. Continue the salvation process over your senses. That's the whole thing. Salvation. Helmet of salvation. Renew your mind. Transform by the renewing of your mind. I got to keep the helmet on. Keep the helmet of salvation on so I can see things through a saved lens. I can hear things through salvation's ears. I can, I can sense and smell and discern things through salvation's lenses. Are y'all hearing me? So here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. The Lord told me. He said, uh, uh, most cases are rarely, it's rarely an outside influence. Even how it sounds. I know that's a saying, but outside influence. It's rarely outside influence. Most fluences are in us. Today, living above the influence is not anything we see outwardly. Those are tools the enemy uses to see what's in us. I cannot be influenced by something that does not interest me. So living above the influence is not being able to watch a movie and not do what they do. It's checking what's in me that wants to follow the crowd. Okay. Because <laughs> if it ain't in me, it won't work. If you're, uh, 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 you, you have the ability to write. You're a writer, right? You write poems, you write cards, you write books. If I put, if I give you drumsticks, nothing will happen. Because it's not in you to play the drum. If I gave you a trumpet, nothing will happen. So it's not a, you're not tempted to play drums just because I gave you sticks. That's not an influence to you because nothing in you can connect. If I gave you a trumpet, that's not a, that's not a temptation to you. Because you don't have it in you to play the trumpet. But if I gave you a pen, Woo, good God, something in you will come alive and you'll begin to create and you'll begin to produce and you'll begin to behave according to what's in you. So it doesn't matter what's presented outside. If it's not in you, it gets no response. Woo! If you don't have the gift to play the keys, I don't care if you stand behind there the whole service and watch him. If it's not in you, it gets no response. You'll just be back there like... Because it's not in me. So it's not about what's presented. It's about what's present. Okay. What's already present? I looked up the word influence. And of course it's a regular thing. But I like, it says, it says it's, it's fluent. Something that is fluent or something that flows. Mm. Something that's fluent or something that flows. So if I gave you drumsticks, it's not fluent in you. So you won't comply. 
If something is not fluent in you, you won't be influenced by it. Okay, I'm trying not to, I, I'm, trying, I'm trying to keep it PG. But the first thing that came to my mind was rated R. I, I can't say it. <laughs> you can't be tempted by something that's not fluent in you. If it's fluent and it's flowing, then you can be influenced. Are y'all hearing that? So it's not about, it's not just about what am I exposing myself to. It's also about what's in me. That's the, that's the above the influence. I need to live above myself. Okay. So Jesus says, hereafter I will not talk to you much longer. For the prince of this world cometh, but he has nothing in me. Did you, okay. This is so good. I'm trying to slow it down. Jesus is talking to his disciples. This has been real, y'all. This is his drop-the-mic conversation with him. I ain't going to talk to you much longer after this. It's been real. These three years have been real cool. I hope y'all got everything you need. But the devil is coming after me. The, in, the prince of this world is coming. He's coming to tempt me. He's coming to try me. But don't worry because he has it's nothing in me. Did, did you hear that? Another translation says the devil is coming, but he ain't got nothing on me. I, tell your neighbor, he ain't got nothing on our God. He ain't got nothing. Woo, and whatever you facing, that trial ain't got nothing on your God. That sickness ain't got nothing on your Savior. Ain't got no, nothing on him. The tempter is coming, but he's going to waste his time because there's nothing in me. It's like a burglar breaking into a safe that's empty. The enemy is going to try you, and he's going to end up disappointed. Because he has nothing in me. The devil is going to search the crevices of Jesus' heart and mine to see if there's any dust mites of sin in him. And there wasn't. Wow. That's how we need to be. When a tempter comes to us, what does he find? When temptation comes to us, what does it find? We know what it finds by how we respond. So that was in me. It's that boy, keep that away from me because you know, stop. Keep it away because you, stop. No. No. I need to be able to be sustained around anything. Bring it on. I'm good. I live above the influence. And I don't need the influence to stop to remain who I am. Let it keep going. Let the storm keep raging. Let it, I'm good. I know in whom I believe. I know. It's not in me. Jesus Jesus said, you tied, you're tied down to the mundane. I'm in touch with what is beyond your horizons. You live in terms of what you see and touch. I'm living on other terms. I want to talk like this. Matter of fact, I'm going to just start today. This is how I want to talk. Yeah, you're tied down to the mundane, but I, I, I'm in touch with what's beyond your horizons. Y'all hear me? You're focusing on the mundane, lame stuff, but my, my, I'm focused on what's beyond your horizon. You live in terms of what you see, but I'm in touch and I'm living on other, I'm living above that. Let me tell you the other translation real quick before we end this. Here's the King James Version. He said unto them, oh. Yeah, y'all go ahead and read it. I'm going to get out your way. Do you see that? Do you see that? He told him straight up, you are from beneath. 
people come to you with all kind of gossip, that is from beneath. It's quiet over this side. You need to recognize low-level conversations. And you can only recognize it if you come up. Because it'll be normal if you're down there with it. Jesus recognized how they were talking and said, you are from beneath. But I, God, I am from what? Above the influence. Ye are of this world. I, somebody say, I am not of this world. Say it again. I am not of this world. One more time. I am not of this world. I'm above the influence. This world always means social conscience. How everybody thinks. The way of the world. Everybody grab your cell phones. I'm just assuming everybody got one because that's the world. We are not of this world. Say it again. I'm not of this world. Okay, so I don't care how Florida thinks. How does heaven think? I don't, okay. I don't, I don't care what social media, I don't care. We are not of this world. Let's stop living like it. Above the influence. The power is not in destroying the influence. The power is living above it. You really got power when the influence still exists. But you, like I said Wednesday, like salmon, you swim against the current. All the other fish are going along with the waters. But the salmon says, uh-uh. I got another destiny. He swims against the current. That's why I love salmon. It's my favorite fish. The meat is always real thick. Yeah, because they got to use muscles other fish don't use. Because they got to swim ag against the waters. It takes strength to go against the current. It takes supernatural strength. You're going to have to get ready to use muscles you ain't never used. To go against the culture. You're going to have to get ready to exercise areas of your life that you never exercised before. Like quiet time. That's a muscle you're going to have to cultivate. Quiet time. Because I'm going against y'all. Devotion, time with God is a muscle you're going to have to cultivate to swim against the current or be subject to wherever the waves take you. I'm sick of being subject to the waves, y'all. We've done that enough. Have y'all ever looked back five years like, what have I been doing these last couple of years? No, not five minutes. I, I've wasted years. I'm not going to say wasted, but I've, I've gone along with the current for years. You look up two, three years later like, what have I been doing these last couple of years? Thank you for your honesty and your transparency. Me as well. I looked up like, what am, I, what am I doing? No longer are we doing that. That's not the come up mindset. We're living above the influence. The cop will pull you over. <laughs> or DUI, what they call it. Oh, yeah, y'all can play. I'm, I'm done. The cops will pull you over for driving while under the influence. It is illegal, ladies and gentlemen, to be under the influence. <laughs> no one has been arrested for being above. <laughs> you were never meant to live under the influence. <laughs> Angels are pulling you over left and right like, uh-uh. 
God is pulling you over and you think it's the enemy? You think, why is there anything working? I should be further along. Well, you have been pulled over. Why did God pull me over? Because you're under the influence. How do I know you're under the influence? Well, cops will tell you this if you study it, that one of the first signs that you're under the influence while driving is swerving. Now go back, go back, go back, go back. Go back to another one. Go back, go back, back, back. Go back. Not that far. The first, I'm sorry. <laughs> one of the first signs is swerving. You're swerving. I, ain't, I, ain't, I didn't go all the way to the other lane. I didn't sin. I love this. I'm talking about me, so I... I didn't go all the way. No, but you're swerving. Why are your thoughts leaning? Why, why, why is your thoughts leaning? Y'all quiet. Why is your plans every day is going a little, is veering a little bit more? You ain't doing it, but you're swerving. Woo! You're under the influence. Who's influencing that swerve? Because before that, you were driving straight. I got it. I'm focused. 2018. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Ooh, what's the? I'm sorry. Let me get it. Ooh, wait, wait a minute. Hold on. I'm sorry. Let me. What, 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 what's causing you to swerve? Tell your neighbor, stop swerving or you'll get pulled over. <laughs> another one. Another reason they'll pull you over. Well, heaven will pull you over. It's for speeding. Not processing, trying to get a thing too fast. <laughs> Under the influence, you looking at everybody else's life, I got to have it, I got to have it now, I got to have it. So you're skipping your process and speeding. God is saying, ah! No! Slow down. You're running lights. You're supposed to stop at a light to rest. Y'all... Y'all just trying to get to your destination so fast, you're not resting. So by the time you get there, you'll be wore out. And the enemy will love you to be wore out at your destination so you won't be fulfilled and enjoy it. But the devil is a liar in here today. You will achieve your goal with pleasure. You will, good God, finish strong. Tell your neighbor, stop speeding. Enjoy the process. You're missing all the beauty in the journey. We never lived in Orlando before. So everywhere we go, we sightseeing. I mean, Publix. On the way there, oh, look at this. You, see, you ever seen that sign? That's, it's a sign that says, Orlando, the city beautiful. I'm like, ooh. Oh, look at that. Look at, babe, three palm trees in a row. This place is crazy. Uh-uh. I love Orlando. I'm not used to palm trees. So why not enjoy the journey and not, not try so hard to just get to the destination. Enjoy the beauty of the journey. Yes, it's traffic. Yes, people get on your nerves. But yet the journey can be so beautiful depending on your focus. Tell you never enjoy the journey.
You ain't married yet. Enjoy this journey. You got your own milk, your own food, your own. It's yours. You got the same amount of cereal when you wake up tomorrow because you by yourself. Enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy it. Enjoy. Your orange juice is your orange juice. You ain't got a Sharpie. Mine. You ain't got to put no Sharpie on it. It's yours. Good God Almighty. Enjoy the journey. You look at other people's families and you want a kid so bad, you can sleep all night long. Enjoy the journey. <laughs> I need everybody with kids to help me praise right there like good. Everybody that got kids, look at everybody else and say, enjoy, 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 enjoy. <laughs> speeding what influence are you looking at everybody's family speeding slow down you can wake up when you need to wake up <laughs> you see they got it too fast now they got kids and now they sleep in church see if you single you can sleep <laughs> you can <laughs> wake up I see you Enjoy being single. You can take whatever way you want to church. Babe, why don't you take I-4? Babe, I want to take the turnpike. Just, you can drive however you want to go. Y'all ain't, babe, I love you. I'm not talking about, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm talking about other couples, babe. Not a, my wife cannot, I, my, you hear how quiet everybody got to, <laughs> my wife, I don't, I don't think she likes my driving, but I don't think she'll tell me straight up because she's so sweet. I think she hates my drug. Every five, babe, 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 babe. I'm like, why? They, they, all them red lights. I said, I know they're hitting their brakes, but they're not slamming their brakes. Let me drive, please. I'm sorry. Babe, 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 babe. Do you want to drive? I hate driving. Well, go, go on Facebook or something. Let me enjoy. You ever in the car with us? Get ready to hear. Be, 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 be. You ain't gotta worry about that. Enjoy it. You can drive as fast as you want or slow. Just stop speeding. Influence. Another reason why they'll pull you over is driving too slow. You should be further along by now. Yeah, things shouldn't be bothering you that used to bother you now. You should be past that. You're going a little too slow. You're still bitter and upset and angry. You're going through life too slow. What influence are you under? Are your family members saying, are you still talking? Because you know, are you influenced by what people's view is to restore your bitterness? What's caused you to drive so slow? You should be past certain things by now. Amen? Failing to stop or yield is another one. One of the first tests they give you now, the next one, is a vision test. Let me close. Vision test. You know you're under the influence. You can't focus. 
can't focus. You just help me be quiet. Can't focus. I did good for the first two weeks in January, but I can't focus. I must be under the influence. So they give you a test, a vision test. Another test they give you in my final closing. This is it. <laughs> Walk a straight line. Straight and narrow. Can you walk right? Just these few steps. The walk and turn, that's what they call it. They have you walk a straight line to see if you're capable of keeping your focus for just a few steps. They don't have you walk to the mall at Millennia. Just can you keep your focus for the next few steps? Live, can you keep your focus till Wednesday or next Sunday? If not, what influences knocking you off course? The reason why a cop pulls you over is because driving while under the influence can destroy your life, your loved ones, and those around you. If you hit somebody or hit a pole, you'll destroy everything. So it's not wise to live under the influence. You could destroy everything around you all while thinking, I got this. I'm not that under the influence. I'm good. I got it. There's a way that seemeth right. I got it. There's a way that seems right. It's okay. Pull over this morning. Pull over. No more driving under the influence. Every day, 29 people die. Every day, 29 people die in DUI car crashes. That's one person every 50 minutes. It's 10,000 people a year. 4,000 drivers themselves. So God has to address this issue. I'm not talking about liquor. I'm talking about life. Don't let the influence of your life cause you to destroy your own future. Go at God's pace, God's way. Everybody say, God's pace, God's way. One more time, God's pace, God's way. Live above the influence, not just outwardly, but inwardly. What in me is causing me to be influenced and off focus and off balance and all this stuff? Let me check myself before I wreck myself. Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you were blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.